Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to a new sharing uh, with me, Shama. It's been a while. I only do this when I feel that I have something to say. This time, I'm not really sure if I have something to say, but I feel some kind of uh, need or wish from my friends, followers on Instagram to say something. So I'm going to record two podcasts today. One is going to be official and it's going to be a little of this and that. And the other one is going to be um, under my paid uh, channel that is called Still in the Dark. Because I feel, and this is something that I'm going to address now, I feel it's really difficult to tell truths my truth, my story, without hurting other people. And I think I share this with so many, most likely most of us who has been through trauma, because there is always victims and there are always oppressors, um, perpetrators, even though many of us, maybe most of us, were totally, you know, in, in the dark ourselves that we harmed, especially our children. I don't think that any parent is really like, I want to hurt my child. That is my, my conviction. I am certain about this. What I do know is that it's extremely difficult to raise children, to keep a family in a healthy way, if you yourself is a traumatized child and you haven't healed. And to heal the childhood traumas that we have is so difficult. So I want to address today, first of all, I want to address what's been really present on social media for me the last months. And it's in regard to, to my daughter and... Um, her truth, her, you know, side of the story, of her story, her right to her story, uh, her right to share her story, and to say, this is how I feel. And I am a person, I really do believe in the right of speech. I do think that it's really, really important. There is, there is a reason behind the right of speech, the right of the written word, you know, and that is to not oppress people. You know, we have, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a right of freedom, freedom to, to speak, to, to, to think, to have opinions, you know, to, to raise our voice. This is holy to me. This is something I do not want to contribute against. So I know for those of you who feel that I should have taken action, that it was too much, that I should not go through all this and so on, there are so many reasons for why I do. And one of them is our freedom to raise our voice and say, this is how I feel. 
This is what happened to me. This is how I suffer. This is what I go through. I truly believe this is important because we have this, you know, culture of silence, especially in our society today, where we don't dare to speak and we cut people off and tell them to be quiet. And that is one reason I do believe to encourage this right to speak up. Then there is the, the most obvious reason, of course, it is my daughter. I love her. And uh, I do not, I do not, you know, I do not think she's wrong. I do not think she's not entitled to her opinion or to her truth. Um, what she experienced, what she went through when she was a child, that is true for her and it's valid and it's important to not go against that. If my intention was not what she experienced, of course, that is one thing. And But that is not for me to argue with either. And I believe we all are entitled to our truth to our experiences this hurt me this is what I went through this shaped me in this way and I still suffer from this there that's the second reason I do not want to go against anyone's truth because I am not her that is the second thing then there is this part where I can feel hurt, when I can feel being accused of things, where I can feel it's not fair that I should go through this, and it's not right the way, it's not kind. You know, there are many things I can think about that, but that is mine to take care of. Whatever t gets triggered in me, that is my wounds. That is my wounds in relationship to her. It's my love for her that gets threatened. It's me, you know, uh, out in the cold. It, there are so many layers of this that triggers my fear, my fear of abandonment, my fear of not being good enough. And, you know, but this is mine. And for me to own that part, to sit with that part, to feel into, okay, I have my values in life, I have my core beliefs, I have my right to speak, my right to my truth, and I can see that, okay, my daughter and I, we are not the same, we are not the same person, we don't have the same, we don't share the same personality, we don't share the same parents, we have a different aspect in gene in genes um, genes do you say that in upbringing and so on there is so much that is different between us so i can't compare my life to her life i can't you know go into this that that is like me being a victim say yes okay maybe you hurt but i hurt more and your grandmother hurt even more and then you know, I, trust me, I've been thinking so many negative thoughts. I have been suffering a lot. 
And I really, really try to to not project that on the outside. I don't know how well I've succeeded. I can say I've tried. I've tried to hold myself in high esteem. I tried to ask for support from the right people, from my friends. And I really, really try to to handle this with some kind of both dignity and self-respect and self-love and also with all this love I feel for my daughter. I feel her, I see her pain, I understand that she believes that if I say I'm sorry once again, because this is also the fact I have said I am sorry. I have said specific incidents and so on um, that I tried to explain that perhaps we both misunderstood this and I'm sorry if she um, went through this because of that and so on. Me saying I'm sorry doesn't mean that she recognizes it. This is also the thing. She may have an idea of how an apology should look like. You may have an idea of how an apology should look like. Maybe you all want me to fall flat on the ground and say, oh, daughter, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, please. You know, but I have my reasons. I have my reasons to stay with me to keep my dignity, to keep my self-respect, to keep my self-love, and to really feel into, okay, where am I in all this? What does this trigger in me? And how can I go through this and grow and heal instead of repeating old patterns? We have a pattern of breaking up. Not from my side, but from her side. I think this is maybe the fifth time. The first time was when she was 19. So it's a long time ago. And this has happened many, many times. And and the solution has been that I have been apologizing and begging to be, you know, come back. And I realized that, okay, for me to always apologize for being who I am, more or less, because I am what I am, and trying to be something else that I am, and always making amends, isn't has not, it's taken us here, you know, where she speaks louder and I suffer more or less. And I re- realized that this pattern has to, I, only I can break my part of it, and that is my reaction, and that is my action. And for me to go into attack or to, you know, revenge, or to this and that, and so on. Uh, I'm I'm not saying this has not been painful, because it has been a really painful time, and this separation is nothing I love. And I do believe it's necessary, because she is a traumatized child. I am a traumatized child, and this affects us as adult people. And we have not yet found a way how to relate as mother and daughter in this. Because she has her wounds, I have my wounds. I am totally convinced that we both do our best. I know that we love each other. And I'm not in panic. 
I'm not in, you know, deepest fear. I am very, very calm. And I feel that there is something good at the end of this tunnel. There is something really good where we both will grow and learn. And hopefully I pray that we can be, you know, in peace together and just kind of see that, okay, we went through that. We did this and here we are. So that is one side of the things. That is ours. That's between me and my daughter. What makes it difficult is that it is broadcasted onto social media. Three million people or even more. I mean the whole world. It's for the whole world to take part of. So the spread of this information creates a whole different impact than what if what it would have done if we were living in a small town and she had just said, Mom, I don't want to have you in my life anymore. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, and I would be sad and I would go to my neighbors and the whole little city would know. But that would be it. And maybe that would be even more devastating because I think that in a small town where you keep the surface up and, um, you know, you want to look good and be perfect, maybe that would be so difficult. But here now, I get totally exposed. I get, I wake up to a massive attack. Not wake up. This is how I work. The day before the specific podcast episode I'm talking about relating to was published, I texted my friend Miriam and I said, Miriam, something is happening. I think my daughter is going to do something. I, I feel that there is something in the air. And later that afternoon, the podcast was published and I was so attacked by her followers on social media, demanding me to apologize, demanding me to make amends, saying I was such a bad person and how could I harm her like this and they didn't know I abused her as a child and was it sexual abuse, what kind of abuse and I was like, I was in shock. I really, really, what happened now? And I asked my friends to listen to the podcast and they confirmed that it was really not good for me. And from then, I've been trying to relate. From then, I've been trying to, you know, focus on the love for my child, the love for myself, and not saying fuck you all. And this is really hard to juggle. I think the easy part is to say, fuck you all. But to keep my dignity, to keep my, you know, tone of voice, to keep my, my self-respect, my self-love, has been much harder. And what's between my daughter and me is between us. It's no one else's business. And there have been, let's say like this, if I had 10%... 20%, 25% of really harmful attacks. I had 75, 80 or 85% of warmth and love and support. 
So you who support me and are friends of me and really like you, keep shining, Shama. You are so many and I tell you, without you, I would not have made it through these weeks. Without my friends, I would not have made it. The impact was so big because of the spread. And this is important to know that it's so easy to harm someone even though your intention is only to share your story. This is what happened to me. And I have been going through the same now with my book. How do I tell my story without hurting other people? And I realized it's impossible. I have censored my book four times. I have removed so many details. I have changed every name. I really cut, 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 cut. So I lost a lot of essence, but it doesn't matter because my story is not important. For this book, my story is not important. The purpose of the book is to save lives. And my story is just one chapter out of 20. So it's not important. Still, I hurt some people. Even though I tried so hard to not expose anyone, I still hurt some people because their level of, what shall I say, truth or acceptance or keeping, um, you know, good face towards outside or something, you know, is totally different than mine. Mm. So I realized that it's so difficult to say your story, to tell you, this is what happened to me, this is how it was. If you are a victim, it's so difficult to tell the story without pointing to someone. And I think it's so important to realize that by telling our stories, there is a risk that we hurt other people. And we must value that. Is is the value of me telling my story, is that bigger than the risk of hurting other people? And I think that's where we all stand. Everyone who has suffered through trauma where there have been other people involved, which almost everyone has a mom and dad, so someone is always eventually going to be exposed. That's why we die with our traumas buried. And I don't believe in that. I do not believe that is the way. So I'm going to say thank you, Rachel, for doing what you did, because it's important. It's important that we share our story. It's important that we raise our voice. It's important that we make other people's stories feel valid, because that's why we share the story. I've been going to AA meetings for many years. Uh, there, we always share our story. This is how it was for me. And we do that to encourage, to inspire and support and help other people. It's being relatable, knowing that we are not alone. I'm not alone in this. They suffer too. I think during these two months, so many of you have contacted me saying, Shama, I am so, so you know, grateful that you are here, that you're standing. I'm so, I so feel you. I have the same relationship with my child. This happened to me too. You relate. 
to what's happening to me. I'm not a hero. It's just happening to me and I choose to stand in it. So I feel somehow, even though it seems very, you know, nasty or it seems um, unfair or whatever you, you, you all, because I'm going to come to this, what you feel, because this is also important. Whatever it looks like on the outside, it's for the good of us all. Because 50% of you can relate to my daughter. 50% of you can relate to me. Or maybe 30% to me, 70 to my daughter. Or maybe you can relate to us both. Many of you can relate to us both. I can relate to Rachel. I also had a mother. I also suffered. I can relate to her. I think Rachel, she most likely is going to be able to relate to me later on. And I think that we should not be so afraid to share our stories. And to be quiet is not the way. To cancel is not the way. And to to actually, you know, put people out in the cold and so on. And So now I'm going to come to the other, other part of the story. So I want to say thank you, Rachel, for actually daring to expose me and I know you love me. I also know that you appreciate a lot of me. I know you see me. And I also know that you hurt at times. And I also know that it hurts to hurt other people. And I know that was not your intention. Just as my intention was never to hurt you. This is what I know. This is the truth. I know that we never intended to hurt each other. And if we did, it was because we were hurting ourselves. So here's what I want to come to. All of you who are not us, that project your feelings onto us, who think it's a good idea to go to either her account or my account and say that's a shitty behavior uh, you should do this and that and I know what you did and I know I've been through this and my mom did this to me or my daughter she did this and that and you should all of you who are extremely self-righteous and feel that you know our wrongs and you know what the right path now is this is kind of what got to me the most. This is what triggered me the most. It's not what happened. It's, it's the projections. It's the aftermaths, you know. People, yesterday, people are commenting on eight weeks old stories. Posts that I posted in May are... Someone is commenting on them today to just stir something up. The other week I, I made a list. People asked me, how do I look so healthy? And I made a list of that. And someone commented and said, oh, this is just a copy-paste of, of, and they wrote Yoga Girls handle. And what do you say about that Yoga Girl? And I just answer that person in the comment and said, hey, you, don't start something, okay? This person was wise enough to remove her comment. 
But I just feel that these people, or you people, who think it's a brilliant idea to go support, this is not support. You know, I don't need support. There's, there's no support for me by you going to Rachel's account telling her she did wrong. That's not supporting me. You are attacking my child. I want to make this super clear. At the end of the day, she is my child. I do not want you to go to her account and attack her and say that she did wrong. And I'm pretty sure that she does not want you to go to my account and say, you did wrong, Shama. Make amends. Apologize. How come you never did this and that? And also this, how come you can't be the bigger person? How come? Why can't you just apologize? And I'm like, hey, you have no idea what I've done or not done. And I want you to understand that if someone tells the story, what gets triggered in you and your feeling... I need to go there and say that this is outrageous or I need to share this with a friend and we need to go bully this, uh, you know, shaman or This is for you to sit with. Your reactions. The, the level of pain I've seen the last months projected onto me. I've never, ever had it before. I am so happy that I know this is not personal. I can't have done something so wrong that so many people, thousands and thousands of people, you know, can be. I can't be the, that big an error for all these people. I know they have their own moms. They're seeing something in me and it's not personal. And I'm happy that I can see it, that I can see beyond. But sometimes at times I get totally, like the other day, I get totally pissed. Like when you go comment on a post that is from last month, go scroll down my feed and feel it's, it's a good idea to just tell fuck you. I don't get that, you know. For me that's going too far. And... At times I get really angry and I say, fuck you. If you feel that, don't follow me because that is not kind. And you don't have a, I mean, as the young people say, get a life. A life is not scrolling down a random person's feed saying something, something nasty. You know, that, that's a really poor life. I'm sorry, that was not kind. But honestly, look inside and see what is it in me that makes me feel it's important to go to Shama's account, scroll down her feed and write a nasty comment. What's hurting in me? What's missing in me? What do I need to do? Because that's not a kind behavior. Do I want to be this person? Who do I want to be today? The level of pain projected, I am sure, both to me and to Rachel the last months, has been enormous. And still, I believe in the freedom of speech. I believe in the written word, in the spoken word. 
And I believe we should do it with the utmost care of other people. We do not want to hurt other people. I'm going to record another podcast, maybe not today, maybe later, about what really happened to me in my childhood. Because this is, I also know that I, I, I do get a lot of good, you know, uh, feedback and insights also that, that the child who's rejecting you is actually, that's actually a sign of safety. He or she knows that you will be there. You don't dare to reject the person who's not there for you. So to just know that to be rejected by a child is a sign that the child is safe with you. That there is trust at the bottom of the relationship. That he or she knows that she can really, he can really, you know, take space and do what what's needed and this is what i feel my arms my heart my home will always be open i can't see what my children can do for me to to you know not be open i can set i have become much better in setting limits and saying no this is not okay for me this is not the way um, and this is because my level of self love and self esteem is growing and I've realized that anger, anger for me is always equipped with fear. When I get angry, I automatically become afraid that if I show my anger, I'm going to lose someone. And this is something I'm going to talk about um, in the other episode, Still in the Dark. Um, because childhood traumas is something that affects us so much. And it's really difficult to, to heal. You know, it affects us all through life. So I really want to give it a go for all of you, all of us, um, in the other episode. But there, to be able to say what happened to me, I need to expose people. Do I want to do that? No, I don't. Can I tell what happened to me without exposing people? Not really. So this is like, I'm thinking so much about, you know, children who suffer from sexual abuse or abuse or, you know, alcoholic parents and so on. When there is a severe, when it's not like a tricky family where we are dysfunctional, but it's really abusive, um, it's so difficult to tell your story. Because you will be an outcast. They will cut you off. And you suffer that risk. But the thing is that if we don't tell our story, if we don't stand up for the little child and say, this is not okay, the way you treated me was not okay, or that we instead push it down, we keep celebrating Christmases together, you know, we keep hanging out, having family dinners or whatever, what does that do to the little child? if we never take a stand. And I've realized that my anger has always been combined with the biggest fear, and I've always chosen the fear, so I stayed the victim. 
But this week, this last week, my anger has become like, oh, fuck you, really. And um, some of my perpetrators, when I was young, I've said, fuck you. This is not okay. You can't control me anymore. I'm not taking this anymore. And this is difficult. Hmm. But I feel we need to speak. We need to use our voices. We need to say, because why do we need, why do we need to do that? Because if we pretend nothing happened, if we pretend everything is okay, no change is happening. We're just inheriting the same, same dysfunctional pattern and system into our children. So we really, really, I encourage everyone to dare to speak up and not be afraid. And the thing is, yes, you may lose your children, you may lose your husband, you may lose your parents. It may be so that they don't want to be with you anymore. Okay. There is a price. Not always. Some people are extremely mature and can handle the truth. Can handle you saying, this was not okay for me. This hurt me. Can handle that you even say, I need, you need to pay. I'm feeling revengeful. I want to kill you. Some mature people can even handle that. Those thoughts. But it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of, you know, healing. And it takes a lot of support to go, come to that point. But this is my goal. This is my hope that we can come to this point. And we do not come to that point by shutting up. By not telling our stories. And I know that there are so many girls who are grateful to my daughter for sharing her story. Then we can disagree about the healthiness in separating from parents and how to set boundaries and how to do it and also about the spread of information and so on. We can have disagreements about a lot, but basics, I encourage people to speak up and tell the truth. It's also very important to do that from a point where you are healed, where you are whole, where you are full of self-love and self-compassion. Because if you are, automatically you take care to not hurt other people unnecessarily. And I think that that is the part that hasn't been happening the last month. No one has really taken care not to hurt anyone. Everyone has been really, you know, self-righteous, feeling, I need to raise my voice, I need to tell her this is not okay, this is not okay. And everyone has been meddling into an affair that hasn't been theirs. And that has been painful for me to watch. And there have been days when I've been very, very sad. Have been days when I feel pushed into a depression. Have been days when I felt really, you know, I give up or whatever. And here I am. I found my anger. I found my, you know, my, my, I found many insights. I realized that much of what happened, what, hap what happens now has nothing to do with what happens now. It has everything to do with what happened to me as a child. 
And if I only mirror my my feelings today to what happened to me as a child, I can feel like, oh, okay, I get it. Now you're super afraid that you're not welcome anymore, that you will be excluded, that they won't love you. Okay, I feel you. What can we do now? And I have so many good friends. I have a support network. I have a community of warm, loving people that I know love me and they love me for speaking my truth, for being who I am, for daring, you know, to take steps and shine and do whatever I do today. And I feel that family, there's this saying that says, you know, family, friends are the family you choose. And I believe that, especially if we come from a dysfunctional family where, where there have been abuse or there have been, you know, difficulties, sometimes your friends are actually the family you can count on because they don't share that dysfunction. They are not triggered and hurt the way you can't hurt them by being yourself. They love you for you being yourself. And I can feel that to really know this. So what do I want with this podcast? I want to give you something. I really want to give you... I've been speaking with my eyes closed this whole time and I want to give you something. I don't want to give you guilt and blame. I don't want you to feel ashamed because you attacked me or Rachel or you spoke your, you know spoke out your projection or your pain came out as venom towards us. I don't want you to feel guilt or shame because of that because this is how it works. We feel, we hurt and we project. We send it out. Instead of feeling and hurting and thinking, what is this about? What inside of me gets so triggered by this? How does this correlate to my mom? How does it correlate to me three years old? This that happened to her and so on. And really feel into, okay, there's a little child in me also that got traumatized. Because I know that every one of you who took the time to comment, if I say kindly or in a more unkind manner, every one of you who took the time, you felt something. And for this, I'm grateful. For this, this is, this is why we are here. We are not here to tell who's right or who's wrong, who did this and who didn't do that, what's good and bad. We're not, that's not our purpose. Our purpose is, as Ramdas so wisely said, to walk each other home. And home is where you are. Your home is where you are. My home is where I am. Rachel's home is where she is. And beyond right and wrong, there is a field where we meet. I think I put like three, three things into like two minutes. <laughs> that was really, I have no manuscript, you know. I just ramble. So what I want to give you is compassion. I want to give you love and compassion for your pain, for your traumas, for the driving you, the child in you, the unhealed, the wound in you who took action 
I want to, you know, if I can send you, my whole living room is full of compassion and I want to send it to you just as I receive it myself. This life is not easy. I think at times I get like, am I going to live 30 more years, 40 more years? I'm going to be so tired. You know, I sleep if I can. I sleep nine hours every night. I love sleeping. Sleep is my haven. It's my sanctuary. And at times I feel like, fuck, am I going to live 30 or 40 more years? It's going to be tough. And there are days where I feel like, okay, this is interesting. I'm really curious of what's to come. And I'm going to take every challenge that comes my way, I'm going to take it with open arms. I'm going to react. I'm going to have like a um, anger fit or I'm going to cry. I'm going to be a victim. I'm going to be this and that. And I'm going to say fuck you at times and I'm going to say I love you at times. But I'm going to take on every challenge. And if I find some piece of wisdom inside of me, I'm going to share it with you. And I know that all of this, all of this that has been, since you are listening to this, I know that you were touched too. And I know and I want really for you to feel that me and my daughter, we are like only representatives if you stop looking at us as real people, if you look at us as a mother and a daughter, a mother who was severely traumatized when she was a child, a daughter who was severely traumatized when she was a child, who am I when I look at them? I am both the mother and the daughter. Maybe you are also both the mother and the daughter. Maybe you're only the daughter. I'm pretty sure you're not only the mother if you feel and recognize yourself in me. Anyways, who you see, just see us as representatives for yourself. And feel into your story. Where are you at? What healing needs to be done in you? What story do you need to tell? Whom do you need to tell the story? Is it to the world? Is it to a person? Is it to a journal? Is it to a book? Do you need an audience, yes or no? How do you need validation? Many of you have written to me especially the last days, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know if I can answer you all. I want to express my sincere love and gratitude. I said it before and I say it again, I have the best people on Instagram. We are the best people. It's not I have you, we have us. This community, you know, this circle of friends across the globe, this sisterhood and some, some men actually also, I really feel that we are we are making this world a better place. 
if we can see beyond right and wrong, beyond projections, beyond reactions, and really see what happened, was a good thing. And the freedom of speech, the freedom of thought, you know, and to act, to speak our mind, to own our truth. And we are human beings. We have our own truth. Facts are facts. One fact, for example, is my parents got divorced in 1970. That's a fact. How this affected us three sisters are three different things. Keep that in mind. We are different. Our stories are different. And it's important that we share. And if you can do it in a small circle, if you can go to a 12-step meeting, if you can do it with friends or with a counselor or with a priest or in therapy, or if you write a blog or a book, whatever, if you feel your story needs, you know, validation for someone to read it, Maybe you just want to write your story to me. I can't say I'm going to read it. Uh, sorry. I can't say I'm going to respond to it. I promise I will read it. Maybe I will just respond. Thank you. And I welcome you all to write me and say, Shama, this is my story. And I promise... I will not show it to anyone. I will read it. I will say thank you. And I will delete your email. Sometimes we just need to be heard. And sometimes, depending on the level of pain, sometimes we need to scream. And that is okay too. Okay, dear ones. I hope I did not hurt anyone. This is not the point of this. I really just want to honor us all, our right to speak. I want to honor my daughter. I want to honor myself. I want to honor you. And I thank you for every comment, even if I may have hurt at times, and that is mine. And maybe you hurt after... I became hurt, and that is yours. And we take responsible responsibility for our feelings. I would love that if we stop projecting our feelings onto others, because that is hurtful. Unless it's feelings of love and kindness and gratitude, of course. So, dear ones, send me an email if you want to, shamaperson at gmail.com. That, that's Sam. I don't know what he's doing. Sammy? Oh, it does not sound good. It's in my bed. <laughs> okay, send me an email. And if you like this podcast, I would be so, so happy if you became a patron. Because it's really, really needed. And um, also, if you share it with other people, you feel would benefit from listening. Okay, I love you all. Puss.